0: to do the test again welcome to the everyday creativity podcast my name's Anna Sexton this is episode four and I'm delighted to have our our guest on this week and I'm going to do the passing over to her now to let her introduce herself so over to you yes hello everybody
1: thanks for having me Anna my name is Michelle Peter Kim Walker and yeah glad to join your fourth episode
0: Really excited to have you here, Michelle. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, me, I'm an artist, a video artist by trade. My background, I'm a digital artist now. I make cards, greeting cards, framed art, and do a bit of photography to create my art. I'm a local girl, full born and bred, and um, Stockport girl. And I've spent time outside of Liverpool and inside of Liverpool. And now I'm here, just doing a different thing on my vibe enjoying life and enjoying the journey
0: great and so you mentioned that you do loads of different types of art making um what do you think makes you creative in the way that you are
1: it's funny you know you ask the question because the only reason that i refer to myself as an artist it was wasn't a term I actually used, even when I told documentation of videos and stuff, and then you can make documentary film. But it was never a term I don't. So I started making greeting cards and framed art, and other people kept saying the artist, Michelle, the artist. So I've learned to then um, kind of embody it. I think what really makes you creative. I think everybody's creative, and I said this to my mom because she thinks that she important creativity, and all my family are creative. Um, I think any way that you expressed kind of art. Is, how, is what creativity is in, in, in whatever that is so it could be film it could be photography it can be illustration and doodles and um, a classic example for me is i couldn't do fine art my sister she's a really good drawer so she can do portraits etc and all i could really do was a um, video art no videos i didn't really see at art at the time i used to make doodles and some of these doodles what i just like doing doodles i've used as images on my cards now when they sell and I never would have thought that this doodle image would have translated into a greeting card that I can sell But it was all creative and art and stuff, so you can understand um, So it's anything, so at the time when I was doing that, it was just for like, um, you know like how you do things to relax? And yes my That's what I do, I doodle to relax and it makes my mind go somewhere That's all it was, not was a private thing, but I kept them, you know, because I am like looking at them sometimes So that's what the creative thing is for me so anything is creative and how you want to express how you feel and your emotion and whatever you relate relating to it's that's what
0: I see as creative. So it's interesting that people gave you that label of artist and I think you've been doing some new film work recently and as part of a residency as well do you want to tell us about that? Oh uh, yeah
1: um, and this is where I've learned to embody this thing as an artist yeah but Because I had my reservations about all the pretentiousness you get around that whole environment, you know, and I've learned to be me. So the residency I had with Metal was exploring these ideas. So me looking at two aspects of filmmaking. One, a short film about where I collect water from the spring and capturing these natural encounters with people so you show that human expression. through film because some of the encounters were really quirky and funny and i wanted to capture this so that's a project i've been developing with metal and raising some funds and more importantly was this thing about showing our own culture history and heritage through my old archive films some of them weren't the best when i was first starting out but it just shows us like turning 20 from 1999 i think i've got stuff 98 so i'm keen to kind of cut it and show it and see what that embodies with the love, the joy, the energy, the creativity, all these things you can see within it. So that project's called Your Lens on L8. So I'm just going to dig in my archives and start uploading stuff and seeing if I can fundraise with Arts Council funding, which I'm applying for. Um, and both the projects I see as long-term projects. They're kind of pilots right now, but there's a, um, a wealth of them. Um, footage that I've got where I can explore, I'm only selecting like five films from it for your lens on L8. But even without, with or without funding, you know, I'm about still showing this stuff to tell our stories. And I was with Sandy Hughes today, and just before this meeting and I have to thank her, you know, literally and I thought I didn't tell I was going to do this, but I wanted to give her thanks while she's still there because it's what she's been doing with the archive and talking to how I was even relating to it, see my family and people. So it was just beautiful. I have to thank her for the legacy. Me carrying on, let me share, and me get some of the young ones in filmmaking and yeah, just sharing some other creative stuff and just being friends. But I was so glad that i got to say thanks, you know, so what I'm doing with the creative projects. Because if the core comes from somewhere,
0: you know, ideas are ideas, but sometimes you realise ideas are not unique. Well, and also it's your unique lens on it, isn't it? And it's interesting, you said about how you'd kept your sketchbooks with those just doodles and now they're part of your cards and they're selling and you've kept, you've managed to have an archive from way back when of your films. Um, maybe they're not the same way you'd make a film now but they're informing what you do now and it's a legacy going forward as well that's really exciting um so you've talked a little bit about how you put your creativity to use in the world but anything else you're working on or I, I think you've got a new studio space that you've just moved into. Yeah
1: can't forget about all these things I'm just there, like oh yeah um yeah that's been one of the, the nicest things to bring everything together to allow all this creativity to converge in a space so as a self-employed artist you know being working from home to be able to come out of my home in a studio space which means then i can have that headspace for the creativity and just less distraction and just feel good outside and also have a, a, a almost like shop like this so this studio down at aspen yard and family works up studios it's really good because one i'm amongst a lot of the um, creators there's a lot of the black creators are going to be on this floor but even around the general creators in this whole complex it's really nice and the energy is really positive so i'm loving that already with a few people over here and um, as a space i get to have basically a shop where you can come in first hand and look and have a chat i use it as a studio for all my editing now i start to edit from here so all the projects I'm with, the video projects I can sit in a cool space and focus. And then, as far as a creative space, it allows me now to have a creative space and just um, talk with people, and invite people into that space, and yeah, in a different way to your home. So, it allows for the blossoming of different creative ideas and creativity, which I'm actually loving. And ultimately, through COVID, when I didn't have um, like some sort of no income and stuff, and I had this space. and lost a job again and you were getting jobs and losing them through COVID and navigating how that felt and not trying not to stress this is a great de-stressor so to do my ceiling and to work on the um, getting the place together for that whole month of um, end of December and January it done such greatness for my mental health that I was just happy and I've rode this happy bubble um, since getting it together with, with everything and try to channel that energy into all that I do and just be happy because it was so hard where I was a year from now, a year before
0: Definitely, and also that ability to focus solely on your art, move your art out of your home, have your home to be a home. And like, it's like going to work, having a studio, isn't it? It's like really purposeful. Even if, you know, you just sit and read a magazine, it's still processing your imagination. You've got all your artwork on the ceiling. I can see that. those of you who can't see what I can see. I'm, we're on Zoom, we're doing this, and I can see loads of images of Michelle's art on the ceiling of her studio. Um, and you've got something happening soon, haven't you, at the, at the yard that you're working on? The opening? You're going to be having an opening what, soon?
1: Yeah, so basically because it's all the 12th of um, April where non-essential stores can open, so literally I can actually do some form of, not the open drop-in like I would like, but I can have a drop-in where people can actually book, so I'm going to call it Book and Look. So you can book in, <laughs> um, book in and come and have a look in the studio. You know so, I'm just going to be, be booking certain slots in a certain time of day. So, all that all, I'll be posting on social media platforms so you can see where it is. that a DM me, so you book a slot in, come down, and have a look for 10 15 minutes, and then I have to bring an individual out in the family. Whole um, nucleus can come, a mother and child, or mother and a kid, these can come in, but the space is only small, so in that way, yeah, but the open's going to happen. So, either way. You can come in. We can still have six cats downstairs in the yard. So I'm also going to see if I can bring some artwork down. If you want to book them up, you can even bring it down. And I'm hoping, yeah, you'll probably catch me, if you're down here for something else, in the yard. I'll be on that lovely beanbag that you're seeing when the sun's out working downstairs with my laptop or anything else, you know. So it's going to be a nice time to explore that aim and just just live, you know, and feel like you live again, you know, through the art
0: definitely and you're really making making creative choices with all the limitations and the restrictions that we need to follow to keep safe um so how like it sounds like a lot of what you do really relates to you very personally but also people are really important to you so how does your work and what you do relate to people and the planet and you know some of your heritage because i know that's also important
1: yeah um, I'll always give shouts out to a, a number of people like Dr. Julia Gusto from Brown University and a lady named Pauline Myers whose retreat I went on with the Eclipse and then um, that whole organisation. am um, a former artist and the retreat with other Black women I was there other practicing was about exploring your own narrative and being comfortable in that, and even to share some personal stories with me, and we all shared these different experiences. What we've gone through the hands of discrimination all these things you feel vulnerability, feeling lesser why aren't i you? i don't mind stand up alone with everybody else's but embodying this they help us explore this and go through some of the traumas too. what we face never mind george for it was all before even looking at that you already knew we had them so they just heightened a lot of things for people so what i do has always been in connection to me so it's personal but we share these personal experiences so I've, the same way I'll make art which is positive, reflects the positive um, images of African people from the diaspora. So it doesn't matter if that's um, an icon that I choose, like Nina Simone or Bob Marley or uh, a rendition or my own people, the photographs I take of people around me and change it into a card. Because all of my cards are based on people I've shot around. So it's that for giving us our face and expression without needing a validation from anywhere else. So it was about creating these these things. and that people relate which i'm finding that yeah they relate but we've got a shared experience of human beings anyway and even as culturally we have a shared experience you know so even as a first for me well not a first and um, i'm watching some of my the stuff couldn't be sold over in the states you know and um, some of these um there's a, a trinity of last i call it the last trinity you know um marcus Garvey, Prince emmanuel harley Selassie. And a friend asked me to do a bespoke piece for him. So I created it for him. He liked it. It's something I can continue to sell. But that's being a selling piece, you know. And I'm, it's, I work still seeing Every time I sell it, I go, hey, you made me make that, you know. So I said, okay, I'll have a try, make that for you. So even that back into the connectivity. In many other ways, the connectivity is there, but it just shows your experience, whether it's did it the Diddy Kanga project, looking at the Congo kingdom, you know, and holding workshops and people making cosmograms. I'm talking about the Kengas and this group from they from the Congo, they were from another part of the African continent. They were made up, we were sharing our heritage and culture, you know, and doing it in a creative way and that warmed me, you know. So in these ways, um I like to express the beauty and the dynamism of our African culture. You know, Dr. G taught me that it isn't just about, you know, shackles and change, you know, sometimes we can people want us to express all this. Who we are as a whole diverse, that's part of our story. Just like we, if you know anything about African heritage, slavery is part of the story. If you know anything about our culture, it's a drop in the ocean to our massive history, you know. So we're kind of letting people relearn that. So it's in the same way we express ourselves. So people might keep it constrained in this, or beaten down victim, but we've never been victims, we've always been survivors. So it's also the dialogue of being a survivor, what you create, and even when being victimized by the world we still live off spirit still plays music still creates and does all these things even in the worst times and the best of times so it's letting all these things come out in this way so i think my art in these ways reflects everything culturally in whatever way and being a child of the diaspora i've got jamaica africa my black british scouter you know all these things to pick from and to express and i'm just having fun now um, exploring the journey of that, but loving it and loving me, you know, without any validation or acknowledgement needed anymore. And if people like it, that's
0: all the better. That's such you a know. sweet spot to be there as an artist and creative, isn't it? Where you're not, you're you're unlearning that you need to seek validation, and the validation comes from inside. It's like I think you know that you said it the other day. It's like if you want to come to my stall, you come and you be with me the way I expect. And if you don't like that, you can step on.
1: Yeah, and it really is, I know, but it,
0: you know, it takes things in these journeys.
1: Sandy said something to me just before. She said, oh, Michelle, from the one of the experiences she was sharing, she had to step back. you know, like, you got to lean back to throw something forward and progress. Yes. It, like have got no momentum. So she was talking. Like, sometimes you don't want to go back into stuff. If you have to, like, the traumas to kind of propel yourself forward. And it's the same thing of I to kind of step back. Oh, yeah, you should go back into it draw it out whatever whatever it is and then be creative so it's it's about doing that with everything i'm doing but being cool with it and the Aries control freaking me allowing the personalism to enjoy the journey and not just the goal line yes you know so it's these things and learning what we say happiness is the freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it in these ways and you know all these little blessings and little things are
0: coming to make life real sweet you know even at the times we're living in as well so even in the times that we're living in you found this sweet spot this real sense of personal happiness um it sounds like I have to. yeah i had to because where i
1: was if like, i'm honest and a year before i was in a real low spot self love and all these negatives about self until so i looked in the mirror, literally physically like you're hating on you and it's just me alone like, i'm just jingling off that you know even all that isolation thing sending me crazy I'm Like nope, stop and how can I switch this energy and the minute I did all the things started to come the same thing, And just the simple thing of life changing energy but you have to kind of catch yourself when you're in it and I caught myself when I was in it fortunately at the right time changed it around and I loved now letting the, the avenue for other people to help build that you know when it's talking
0: Well that shows doesn't it, you got the Aspen studio I, I believe you had a metal residency as well, Metal Liverpool do you want to say a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry about that distraction. Yeah, Metal Residency. Um so what I'm gonna do with Metal, they help me develop a project and stuff and we talked about stuff and what I've decided to do with Metal is showcase um have a live event at the end of April, I think it's twenty sixth or 29th, We're gonna do, I'm gonna do a talk and showcase a few a couple of shorts on um, um Jordan that ten minute talk just about these projects, your like lens on L eight and Max project so people can really know what I'm reading and what I'm reading involved in and I'm also through metal going to um, show two other promo clips on some of the footage I've got. I've got a really good platform to get things out to people so even if it's just about using the platform to say okay here's what I'm working on you know these clips and I've got a gorgeous clip of Dr Julia Gusto when she came down to um, on a residency and it's more of a contemporary clip but she was at um, a university looking at botany And any sort of information, what comes out, what she shares, and oh, it's just a delight, you know, and I just think sharing this with people so I don't want to say too much.
0: Yeah, no, no, don't give it away. Don't give it away. So basically, what anyone that's listening, you've either got to be somehow get to the metal event later in April uh, 2021 and or hope that there's a video recording of it somewhere or a sound recording. So yeah. I'll be putting stuff on the platform
1: So all the akoma Art platforms, whether Instagram and Facebook. And most of the video footage will actually go up on my my YouTube page. Great. Right. You can still and go and have a look at all these things. But that's where I'm funneling all my information so you can see it on the YouTube and start doing that until I can get on you know, the platform. The house just films. And then aside from the YouTube.
0: I like it Well, no, you and you're really good at using social media. So what I'll do is when the, the, the podcast is published, there'll be a list on the page with all the information on the anchor page. Absolutely. And you and you mentioned you when it sounds like you do have some time to relax and doodling used to be a thing, but is there anything else that you like to do that's relaxing creatively? Um
1: No, I'm really um, I'm really not good like that, I'm a bit of set, so I watch movies, yeah, yeah, films, I'm a film thing, so I don't have to do anything, and yes, I watch all, like entertaining BS, you know, it doesn't have to be all things, I like documentaries to watch, and I'm square like that, so I watch a documentary, it interests me, but I like completely, I'm a sci-fi person, so next generation Trekkie, so I'm like all oh, sci-fi and fantasy, give me a sci-fi fantasy, and I chill out, like, oh yeah, this is <laughs>
0: brilliant I love that you said you're a square I think I think it's really good to to own your your inner squareness and your inner geek and your inner nerd isn't it for whatever yeah. whichever way it expresses itself it's really important and yeah. you, thinking about like when you were younger is there anything you wish you'd known about creativity that you could tell your younger self or the listeners can get a vibe off yeah um, I wish I
1: would have just continued without um Feeling lesser about what I produced, you know, because my 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 brother was a really gifted um, artist, but as a child he just didn't follow it through, and I was always being like, why didn't I have your skill? You thrown it away. My sister blossomed into this beautiful artist, and she can do anything with their sculpt, and everything. So I was nowhere near that. So I went to photography and video. I always felt a bit lesser because I couldn't draw. You know these value systems you hold about um, art and form.
0: Uh, absolutely, just, and I'm also. Like coming from a family where there are other people expressing in arts forms knowing finding your your gap in that i can really relate to that but that's another podcast so back to you you know like you had a brother that was really talented you're clearly really talented but not in the way your sister's really talented and it's it's how you negotiate that so how do you
1: so just just loving what you do and being comfortable with what you do and where it's at because you can just take it so many different places so like you said I didn't think my doodles would become art and I've got people who buy the abstract drawings you know and I'm like oh it, everything's valid you know this thing and that's why I say sometimes you buy into conventions don't buy into no convention what people want to put on you just like if you like it like it if the form isn't great fine but keep on doing it I like, you stop drawing because it wasn't good enough like you say practice makes um, permanence
0: so even if I was a practicer, I would only have got better. You know? Yeah, and only got better for yourself because essentially I think there's also this barrier, isn't it? It's like you make a drawing, oh, therefore suddenly you've got to set up an Etsy shop and sell it. It's like, no, yeah, okay. maybe, maybe, and like at school they always said don't throw your art away. But if you move a lot, you have a precarious living situation or, you know, you can't you know all these famous people who have like retrospectives well how did who was keeping all their sketchbooks
1: <laughs> no for real because there's some things i copy like um i find on a site like this and so i could always copy like this, this the comic book heroes and i've done some really good ones and i was really chuffed because i like, sure look at this he was like, into all sci-fi and my sister look at this that looks good so it made me feel good and i kept them and i don't know where they are but there was a few i kept that felt good you know the cringe way the one where Janet Jackson's face. My sister said, "I said, don't laugh." And she went, ah, ha, ha, ha. "Overly sensitive. Don't be overly sensitive about your shit either, people. You know it is what it is. You know, let it run through you. The embarrassment, whatever you feel about it, because you can just continue. So it's all those things that can kind of hinder you. Let that be and just enjoy doing it for you as starters. You're right."
0: Definitely. And you've given us some amazing tips there and that you can apply that, I think, in any area of your life, especially not taking yourself too seriously, which is very important. Um, You've mentioned you've got some things coming up. You've got your um, look and book and look. Um, Book and look,
1: I'm going to call it. Yes, book and look. So the same way I am going to open like the studio for like maybe two or three days in the week. Where people can actually come into the studio and look at art, you can purchase it firsthand, you know. Because I know you all people like to actually buy it when you see it firsthand, and I sell a lot of stuff just talking to people when they actually see the frame lot in front of them. People still buy online, and proud to all my online buyers, enough respect. But to come in the studio, you can book and DM me, you arrange a little meeting, whatever day it is. I think it's Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I'm going to work with, yeah. I'll give you a five slot, you book in a time. and then i'll come down and bring you up into the studio we can have a chat you can randomize see the art buy cards or just have a look and i always say don't be shy you don't you can look you don't have to buy you know
0: yeah and also like i'm just thinking like if you're listening to this podcast and you're somewhere else in the world drop michelle a line and maybe she can like hold her laptop and walk you around the studio on a zoom call So like, don't hold. And and as you can tell, Michelle's super open. She'll tell you anything about her art. And that's such a that's such a great way to get used to buying art, isn't it? Knowing the artist, finding out what inspires you. And you're also going to be talking about your film at Metal Liverpool. And eventually, your film's going to go up online somewhere as well, isn't it? I believe. Yeah. So on the 26th of
1: April, I think it's 26th or 29th. We'll confirm the date a bit sooner. We're going to be having some just some shorts and a live show where I'm going to be talking about these projects with metal through their platforms and put some stuff online. And then the rest of it, if you look for Acoma Arts, you'll find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram especially because I do a lot of things on Instagram, with storylines and stuff like that. So you can see what's literally real current. But have a look on any of them, you'll see what we're doing. But always check our website, www.acomaarts.com and you'll actually see different pages of where will be what's going on so all the information in our the news sections will actually highlight the projects what's happening with the store and everything else so you can find it for all at our website fantastic
0: and once things start to relax and open up a little bit more i'm sure you'll be back at things like africa Oye and the granby market and things like that as well i i suspect
1: Yes, most definitely. I do love interacting with our customers on a face to face to face basis. It's a really nice energy that we can conjure and it's where we have these conversations sometimes what people want to see, how to create and just conversations you have about what we come back with, what I, I am creating again from these conversations I have with people, you know. So yeah, as soon as is opening up, I think the open up really comes in June when it starts moving. from what I've seen and in the information. So June But we have hopefully Granby you know if you can and Africa yeah, and any other, other festivals coming up so and also if we're lucky we
0: might just have one in the Aspen Yard who knows and and it sounds like you take commissions so if anyone's listening and you've got a particular image in mind or something you want to do for yourself in your home or maybe a gift for one of your loved ones get in touch with Michelle because I know you're really open to having that conversation
1: oh yeah spoke work and um really um, that's where I don't promote it a lot because it's a very private thing so people will come to me um, and yeah I've made a lot of bespoke pieces of so larger scale pro- um, projects as well so yeah if you see something that you like have a chat and we can create that for you and some ideas we'll share we can create that for you you know and we all go to work with you
0: Brilliant thanks ever so much it's been a delight having you here and um, look forward to seeing you at one of your openings really soon thanks very much Thank you We'll